On this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we meet an author with a new book coming out this week. Don't miss it. Welcome, everyone, to the Open in Indiana podcast, where we feature the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, and visit. Today, our guest is local author, Graham Honecker with a new book coming out this week. Graham, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you for being our guest today. Graham, uh, we uh, met through a Facebook group here uh, uh, recently, and you have a new book coming out called The Cinderella Strategy. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that book? Yeah, I'd, I'd enjoy that greatly. We've got a new book coming out. I've got a co-author named Jerry Logan, who actually lives in Boston. We've written this book virtually over the last year, uh, given the pandemic and the inability to travel. But the book really chronicles Butler University's rise uh, as an institution with the notion that the basketball success really provided this catalytic or, or front porch effect to expose the country and beyond a window into this great university that was once a bit unknown here snug in the, the Butler Tarkington neighborhood and and really traces how that strategy actually goes back to the late 1980s. You hit lightning and bottle with back-to-back -back final fours in 2010 and 2011. And then a big piece of it, Ryan, is this decade since. Hard to believe it's been a decade since those two final fours and, and the transformation that's taken place at Butler in so many avenues in terms of being in the Big East Conference and fundraising and enrollment. And obviously, if you've been to the Butler campus, you've seen a, quite a bit of change over the last 10 years, a lot of a lot of cranes and a lot of construction noise. But that's really, uh, really this chronicle of, of great underdog story of a small school that's, that's really hit the big time in more than just basketball. And so, Graham, what is your background? And so I'm on, I've been in higher education most of my career. Uh, I'm in my ninth year here at Butler. I'm on the fundraising side, try to keep the lights on by raising money and was very much involved in the renovation of Hinkle Fieldhouse. Uh, that was my big project when I came here, uh, led a project to build a brand new building for our Lacey School of Business, which if you haven't been or your listenership hasn't been, come on by. It's a beautiful new building, um, but raise money for really everything we do here at Butler, building scholarships, endowments, uh, get to travel with the basketball team and, and all over the country, or, or I used to before the pandemic, and I really love my time at Butler. And so, Graham, for those who aren't really familiar with Butler University, can you give a little bit of a summary of what's been happening over the last decade? You know, there's been so much. I, I don't know how much time we've got on the podcast, but, I, but a snapshot of it would be, you know, for decades, you had this really good school tucked in the Butler Tarkington neighborhood, primarily a Midwestern school. If you went around the country and stopped somebody in New York or in Los Angeles, you know, prior to those final fours, you'd say, where's Butler University? You might get, uh, is that Iowa? Is that Nebraska? Where, where exactly is that? And in the 1980s, the late 1980s, a president by the name of Jeff Bannister got together with Barry Collier, who's now our athletic director, but was our coach back then and said, you know, we're in Indiana, we have this once in a lifetime storied facility in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Why don't we put more resources into making men's basketball part of our strategy? Uh, it's hard to believe for some people, but Butler 
in the 1980s considered moving out of Division I basketball. In 1989, they had 15, 15 season ticket holders, paying season ticket holders. Even in the mid-2000s, Butler would have to pay to get games televised. So continually, every year from 1989, the program gets better, it grows. Flash forward, you hire Brad Stevens. You end up being the smallest school ever to reach the national title game. And then incredibly, you do it again the following year. And since then, there's just been this huge catalytic effect in terms of enrollment. You know, my, my first year here in 2012, we got 6,500 applications. Two years ago, we had 17,000. Uh, we just enrolled our third largest class in the midst of a pandemic. Fundraising, since those two final fours, our endowment's grown $100 million. We had our largest gift ever to the university a couple years ago from Andre and Julie Lacey. Did not go to Butler. Kids didn't go to Butler. But they respected so much where Butler has come as an institution and, and the values the institution has with the Butler Way, they named the business school. Uh, mentioned facilities, 1.2 million new square footage has been added since 2011. You see it in the buildings, the residence halls. We've got a massive science project going on. And then really a, a move right to this more nationally prominent institution, invited to join the Big East. So now you're in a conference with Georgetown and Creighton and Villanova and St. John's. And, and now you're in these new markets. So you're in New York a lot, you're in DC, you're in Boston. And, and people know that name, they know that Butler name better. And then finally going back to the, the demographic, when I started, we were 60% in-state or 40% out of state. That's totally flipped. So now we're 60% out of state, 40% in state. So you have more, because of that national recognition, you've got more students applying and coming to Butler from the coast. We're always gonna be that traditionally Midwestern institution, but, but again, that national recognition is just um, blossom. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so Graham, as uh, you're looking forward here to 2021, what is one of the goals that's been set ahead of you for Butler? You know, those goals have paused a little bit because like every university, we are, you know, rather than having the, the traditional ambitious fundraising goals, now you're, you're moving into to some sustenance. You're trying to sustain because there've been revenue losses. Uh, an example being on the athletic side, you know, because we're capped at 1500 this year, rather than having 9,000 people in Hinkle, you know, we're going to lose, we're going to lose revenue. So we've got right now a $2.5 million goal for our Bulldogs Forever program, uh, which is important. But, you know, I think primarily, Ryan, my continued goal in fundraising is raising more money for our endowment for scholarships. We have a student emergency fund. So many families have been impacted by the pandemic. Uh, you know, even well-to-do families have been impacted. So what can I be doing? What can our team be doing to, to raising more money for students to be able to come to Butler whose families may have been impacted by COVID-19 and, and where the future is still very uncertain. And so Graham, circling back to your new book, where can our viewers get their copy? They can find it on the Barnes and Noble website or on our publisher's website, which is pediment.com, P-E-D-I-M-E-N-T.com. And again, or you can just put in to Google the Cinderella strategy. And I will say we are donating a portion of the proceeds from the book to Project 44, which is an organization that memorializes Andrew Smith, who played on those final four teams, 
sadly uh, succumbed to leukemia at the age of 25. And Project 44 seeks to honor him by saving 44 lives through bone marrow awareness and transplants. And uh, so again, we're gonna donate some of those proceeds there. And also to the MLK Center on 40th Street uh, near Butler Tarkington, Marine and Kessler, which is an organization close to my heart. And, and finally, I'd say, you know, while basketball is the foundation of this book, it's, it's really more of a leadership culture strategy book. There, there are 14 strategy points uh, laid out through the book that, you know, really think that leaders, business owners, small business owners can, can glean knowledge from. Uh, my wife will tell you, she's been trying to get me to read nonfiction for years. I only read the, the businessy type books. And there's so many books out there on Starbucks, Marriott, and Southwest Airlines, but you'd be hard to press to find, where can I learn what a university's done and apply it to, to what I'm doing? And that's my goal for this book. Awesome. And Graham, having written this book now, what's one thing that you learned along the way? It's, it's the long game in writing a book. I, I compare it a little bit. I, I only run half marathons now, but I used to run full marathons. And I compare it to that process, Ryan, where every day you've got to have the discipline to train. Marathon, you got to get up and run. Book, you got to write. Even when your mind is telling you, this isn't going to happen. Right? I'm not going to be able to run the marathon. Book will never get published. You have to keep that positive mindset. And you have to visualize be it crossing the marathon line or getting that book published, which was a marathon in itself. That's another podcast. Um, you've really got to have that positive belief. And, um, you know, and I will say that was as tough a time as the pandemic has been. Um, maybe a silver lining was I had a little bit more time to work on this project. And I think it's a really optimistic story and hope readers find it to be as well. Awesome. And Graham, how can our viewers and listeners reach out to you if they have questions of their own or if they'd like to make a donation to Butler? Yeah, they can email me. It's okay to leave my email address. Hopefully it's uh, T as in Thomas. And then my last name, Honaker, H-O-N-A-K-E-R at butler.edu. Or we do have a website for the book, which is www.the Cinderella strategy, all one word.com. Awesome. Well, Graham, thank you so much for being our guest today. And to everyone watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. Catch our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, or on our website, openinindiana.com slash OII podcast. Thanks for listening.